Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Uh, welcome, Carl Welty here, your host for the uh, podcast series, uh, Being a Successful Leader. Our intent with this series, 26 episodes, uh, one airing every week, is to uh, enable you to be a successful leader, to give you the clarity, confidence, and uh, competence, if you will, to upgrade whatever level you're at now and and uh, being a leader and feel real good about that and accomplish, accomplish things for you and your organization, be that as an organization as a whole or a particular organizational unit. Uh, we organized this uh, series 26 episodes around three, what I consider to be imperatives for successful leadership. The first is starts with you as a leader, um, being a skillful, self-aware leader. Um, the second uh, imperative is uh, having a sound strategy, actually uh, formulating and uh, executing a sound strategy. And the third of the three is to then have a, a culture of commitment to rally support, get folks behind it. So all the arrows are going in the same way. So the three imperatives, again, are you as a leader, skillful, self-aware leader. Second is sound strategy. The third is culture commitment. We're in the, in the middle of the uh, second uh, imperative, uh, building a, a sound strategy. And uh, you can always circle back and encourage you to do this, to go to my website, wealthy.com, and um, uh, click on the... Uh, uh, leadership resources and then scroll down and you'll see uh, a uh, place there where the uh, podcast is hosted. Just click on that and you'll see the list of the past episodes. And obviously feel free to click on any of those and, uh, and listen to those uh, either initially or, or as a repeat. That's a nice uh, feature to have. The second reason to visit the, uh, the site uh, again, under leadership resources is I have some books and the particular book, uh, that parallels what we're discussing here in the sound strategy is my book called Making and Fulfilling Your Dreams as a Leader. So I highly recommend if you haven't gotten that book already to do so, you can get it uh, on my website just by clicking the resource you want, the, clicking the book and then the resource, Amazon or or uh, Barnes & Noble or, or the publisher, and uh, take it right to the page to order the book. And they, the two complement each other very well, talking about it here and then having the book as a resource to give you extra detail, charts, graphs, that sort of thing, and an ongoing reference. Okay, each episode is about 15 to 30 minutes, and today's episode is crafting action plans, project specifications. What I've done here is that uh, as we move from concept to action and action plans or project plans, is to divide the action planning uh, episodes into two. This first one is on the getting started and getting defining success project specifications. And the second one next week will be on uh, uh, action planning, uh, work planning, getting down to specifics. Okay. Now, I've used the, uh, uh, before the example of, 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 Strategy formulation being a narrowing process. We go from general, more specific down the line, actually have four segments. The first is a situation analysis, which you've already covered. Go back and check that out if you didn't get that. And that's where you get started getting your bearings, 
what's happening in the relevant external environment. And again, you always want to start from the external in. Don't want to be a bureaucracy. So you have to start with your clients out there. What's going on? And look at the, the factors that are germane to your situation. Identify uh, uh, critical uh, uh, areas of, of focus that you need to think about and maybe act on in terms of the factors operating in your external environment. Then turn it to your internal environment, your organizational capability to constructively address these various uh, external uh, strategies, potential strategies that you've identified. So that's the situation analysis. Then you take the handful, uh, again, focus, 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 the critical few areas of uh, potential strategic focus, and you convert those into what I call vision elements. They're the heart and soul of your uh, your what I call translatable, actionable vision, not some pithy general statement, but something you can drive off of. And the vision elements that are derived from your uh, situation analysis provide that bedrock for you. Then you wrap that um, vision elements with a with a vision statement, kind of an over overarching umbrella statement. So situation analysis. Then you go to vision. Then you take those vision elements and you develop a strategic path by taking a look at what are some options for strategies to make these vision elements come alive? How are you going to accomplish these things? And you convert them into strategies, things you're going to do, uh, pretty much still at a general level. But uh, again, you're going to come up with, oh, no more than hopefully eight or nine of these strategies. Again, you can only have so much on your plate. And then again, under strategies, you want to convert those into a master plan. This will become your your key document, your guiding document for you and your leadership team as you execute and monitor and modify your work in progress in terms of your your master plan. So situation analysis, vision, strategies, and then you take each of the strategies in your master plan and you think through you and your leadership team, how are we going to do this? Uh, these are the actions. They may be very simple. They're important, but it could be very simple. It's just a matter of commitment, or they could be very, very complex. So they're scalable. We'll talk all about that. Uh, we used a metaphor too, a metaphor uh, that parallels these, uh, these uh, steps in the uh, strategy formulation. You can think of the vision as the architect's rendering. If you're building a, a custom home for yourself, and you, you start with an architect's rendering, and then you go from there to the strategies would like the blueprint. The blueprint for you and the and the architect and the general contractor to start really uh, making more specific your thoughts about uh, the um, custom home, and then uh, finally you uh, you start with the actions. You're actually building the home. You're grading and setting the foundation and that sort of thing. Maybe not you, but your the contractor and the uh, subs. Okay. All right. So let's get started with the action plans here and the project specification part of action planning. Uh, an action plan uh, is, is, is I define as a process for logically defining, communicating, and implementing a course of action to effectively and efficiently complete a project. So logically defining it, communicating about it, implementing a course of action, and then going about it effectively and efficiently. Uh, and it's very important, uh, in your, any, any part of the strategic planning process, but, uh, certainly with action planning is to go slow to go fast. Uh, I know you might be anxious to start, start building this home or whatever, uh, bar or accomplish this particular strategy, but uh, you need to slow down and give some quality thinking and interacting with you and your leadership team at, at, on the front end for each, for each action plan or project plan. It'll pay off. And you want to get the stakeholders involved as appropriate, anybody that has an impact 
or or would be impact about uh, with regard to the strategy. Uh, so well-crafted action plans will save you time and implementation. Go slow to go fast. And the other key thing that I briefly mentioned is that action plans or project plans are scalable. Depends on the magnitude and the complexity of the uh, of the strategy. Again, that's it's not exactly the same as importance because you could have something very important, but your leadership team just didn't uh, to commit to that and define what success looks like, and then to monitor that. On the other hand, other strategies will involve a lot more deliberate uh, plotting of actions and and steps. I have I have five steps in crafting an action plan. Two we'll deal with here and the other three next time. Uh, number one is project specifications. Again, if you have the book, this will be easier to follow as time goes by. Uh, what are w- defining success is what project specifications are all about. And again, with hard projects like building a house or, or, or constructing a power plant or something like that, uh, the, uh, the budget and the steps and the uh, t- timeline is, is, is all part of that. But sometimes in softer projects, like some of your projects probably are, probably most of them, uh, this step is often skipped over and it, 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 it's critical. You can't do that. So then today we'll also take a look at what I call implementation opportunities and challenges, taking a, a look down the road before you actually start developing your work plan, what lies ahead and having identified and defined what that might be, uh, we can maybe take steps and build uh, uh, actions into our plans to prevent or to uh, deal with those occurrences if and when they do appear. The third of the five steps in crafting an action plan is uh, what I call, or what is called in project planning, a work breakdown structure. That's scoping out the work to be done in terms of work packages and, and related tasks. We'll deal with that next time. And then if needed, a work plan. This is uh, taking your work breakdown structure and detailing it out in terms of steps and accountabilities, timelines, and that sort of thing. And the final is team agreements committing to one another, you and your leadership team or whoever else is involved in a strategy with any of your uh, or a project plan with any of your strategies, committing to one another and whatever be the resultant commitments there also. We'll deal with that next time. Okay. And uh, action plans, again, are scalable. You'll always want to include the project specifications uh, step, even though the action planning itself may be not that complex. You and your leadership team and other people involved have to define success. I also say that the, at the minimum, you want to look down the road, what, what I call implementation considerations, and see what lies ahead. And then... <clears throat> The uh, scalability will continue. If you need to really get down to nuts and bolts in your work planning, you'll you'll want to start with the work breakdown structure and maybe go ahead with the uh, more detailed work plan. Again, we'll describe that next time. And for any project, you'd want to have team agreements, you and your leadership team or whoever else is involved. What, what do you commit to one another? And also, what would be the accountabilities of those commitments? Okay, step one, project specifications and defining success. Uh, the, the, this crucial step is again often skipped and you can't afford to do that. It's, it's a given. You must define success at the, at the outset. And again, and, and people's anxiousness to get started and, and pound nails or lay cement or whatever, or in your case, to develop the actions and go for them in the project plan. Uh, you often, uh, uh get too too rambunctious. You need to back up and and go through the project specifications. So 
so the structure, uh, these, this is what I recommend in a, in a structure for an action plan or project plan. Summarize the, the business opportunity or challenge. Why, why this project or initiative? Why now? Okay. Yeah, this is, this is usually can done in, in one page on a piece of paper, page and a half at the most. Okay. But what's important is the quality thinking and interacting that you and your team are going to do in developing the project specifications. State the objective, one sentence summary, well-stated sentence uh, about the end result. The third is uh, define desired outcomes. How do you know success when you see it? Uh, these are the when statements I've often uh, talked about already in this series. When this happens, when that well-crafted summaries of evidences that will uh, let you and your team know that you've, you've accomplished whatever it is you're set off to accomplish with this uh, action plan. Um there's a quick uh, process here called goal analysis. And again, in the book, it'll detail it for you. But uh, goal analysis is is a way to clear up fuzzies, fuzzy statements, abstract statements. And uh, what you want to do is write down your goal. The, the steps are goal, jot, sort, label, expand, test. Goal, jot, sort, label, expand, test. What is your goal? In this case, our objective. Goal is usually a higher level uh, statement. Objectives, you could have several objectives for a goal. But here you have your project objective or, or action plan objective. And then you want to just jot down the mind bursts, things that come to mind. The way our mind works is not all that linear all the time. It's just mind bursts. Get it down on a piece of paper or post-it notes, put them up on the board, start them out, and so forth. So jot jot down, and uh, you and your team on just post-it notes or on the board or whatever. Then sort them out into logical categories. Uh, when working with a group, this goal analysis is labeled affinity diagram. Same thing, but you're taking different mind bursts, if you will, and then sorting on to affinity-like uh, clusters, things that relate to one another. Cold, jot, sort, then label each of these sorted out uh, clusters, if you will, with a word or two that describes what that cluster is. Then expand it into a full statement. These are your when statements in your project specifications. When this happens, when that occurs, so when you want it when, because it's going to be in the present tense, these are things that actually did occur, then you know you're around bullseye. And then the final is test. If all these things did happen, uh, would be somewhere around accomplishing what we want to do in this project plan. Goal, jot, sort, label, expand, test. The next in your project specifications is to, uh, or in your action plan is to, uh, uh, describe the value. Uh, what is the value, uh, if we were to achieve these uh, outcomes? Uh, the, the next to final would be key Roles and authorities. This is in summary fashion. Remember that we talk about the difference between accountability and responsibility. The accountability is the who's who's accountable for the overall desired results. And responsibilities may be a, a few people that are responsible for specific activities uh, to carry out the plan. And the final in the uh, project specification would be timing. What is the anticipated beginning and, and ending date? All right. <clears throat> Now, the second of two steps is, uh, the, the, uh, of the five steps of the action planning creation first would be in the project specifications would be to, this is kind of a unique thing. I don't think you'll find any place else is to, uh, implementation, uh, opportunities and challenges, looking down the road, what lies ahead and then discovering these sorts of things and kind of flushing them out, then maybe build in preventive or contingent actions in your action plan so you can best deal with these, uh, possible occurrences. 
I have three methodologies that I have. Uh, they're, they're well spelled out in the book, but let me briefly go over them right now. Stakeholder analysis, force field analysis, and risk management. These are kind of concepts or tools for you and your team to use in looking down the road. Stakeholder analysis is nothing more than taking a look at who are the players that could be impacted or uh, have an impact on the on the action plan. Who are the key players? And you can just sit down and talk about that with your team. But uh, kind of a neat way, and again, the book provides this, is a political action map, I call it, where you could take a piece of paper and draw a vertical line in terms of the the uh, potential uh, power that somebody has, either position power or uh, personal power in terms of affecting uh, the action plan. And you could have a scale of, let's say, zero to ten. Ten would be somebody that's really key in affecting your plan here, uh, either because of their position or because of their influence. And then on the horizontal line at the bottom of your sheet of paper, you can list receptivity. How, what is the excitement or the resistance or whatever of the people that would be on your political action map in terms of your potential or your, your, your action plan or project plan? And again, you can use minus 10 and to, to a plus 10 scale. I call the, the people in the minus column alligators and the people in the plus column allies. So who are your alligators and allies? So you plot that all out, and you're going to have several people appear there. And then you and your team are going to say, now, where do we need to reach out to and really spend some time with some of these key players uh, and um, develop their support, educate them, really important to educate people on the front end. And when you go visit these people, you're going to decide who's going to do it, how we're going to do it, and so forth. When you go visit them, remember that they're not going to have the same missionary zeal that you and your miss and your team might have. This is maybe brand new to them. So the importance of educating them. And the very fact that you reached out and involved them in the process, they're going to be more uh, excited, better educated, and so forth about your project than if you did not do that and all of a sudden they start to see you implement it. So key stakeholder analysis and the map to go with it, okay? You also want to talk about how you're going to keep the communications up with these key players in your on your political action map. The second of the three tools is force field analysis. This is taking a look at the driving forces and restraining forces. Uh, so you can put, put a line down the, another sheet of paper, put a line down the middle, and that's the status quo line. And what are the key driving forces? And they all have different valences. Some are small, some are large in terms of your project. Why is this a good deal? Some are very strong. Some are nice to have, but what often is lacking is to take a look at the other side of the line, the restraining forces. What are some of the resistances out there and so forth that are getting in the way? And sometimes you can make more mileage moving the status quo line more towards the goal line, if you will, by taking a look at the resisting or restraining forces and how can you lessen that? Part of it will be in the education process that we talked about in in the first tool with the political action map to lessen those forces. So instead of just driving, 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 what can we do to lessen the resistance forces? Uh, force field analysis, very, very handy tool. You can use it continually. Again, review the book and it gives you some good examples there too. And the last of the tools in terms of looking down the line, implementation uh, uh, possibilities and in terms of uh, uh, things that could get in the way is, is risk management. Again, uh, uh, what what could look getting getting to think about what you, some of the things you're going to be doing in your action plan, even though you haven't really uh, 
identified all of them yet and so forth. What are the, some of the risks that are out there, things that could go wrong? Okay. And again, that second part of it, if they do go wrong, can we build in some contingent or preventive action in our action planning process once we get to detailing it? Okay. Um, you also, uh, want to, uh, 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 maybe identify a trigger. How do we know that something may go wrong and, and, and some potential action and maybe even a point person. So if it, things start to go off the rails, who's going to take the lead in putting it back on the rails and, and uh, activating the, uh, the action that's needed. All right. Um, again, a lot there. Very, very important. Slow down to go, uh, go slow to go fast. Spend some quality time up front in the project specifications before you start going to your actual work planning. All right. So hopefully you got a lot out of that. I'm hoping you're feeling really good about developing competence as we go along and, and some commitment to be the leader that you can be as we try to equip you with doing so. Okay, that's it for now. Be good. We'll see you next week.